0: The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. This is the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio.
1: Welcome to an Employment Law Show. John Scholes here, always, along with employment lawyer and co-founding partner, Sam Firu to Markin, LLP. Leor Sam the most positively reviewed employment law firm in Canada. You have them at, your, uh, at their mercy for the next 48 minutes, if you've... Um, Wondering, oh, great, what's this? Is federally regulated vaccine business. Is there anything to do with your workplace when it comes to vaccines or severance or being laid off or called back to work? They're trying to change your job. job. They're trying to justify all kinds of different things in these pandemic times. Or you just have a good old-fashioned employment law question, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And to reach Lior and his very capable crew, any time I'm sure you know this by now one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. The worst times for an employer to terminate an employee. We'll get to these talking points in just a bit. Let's have at her. The week that was, my brother. How are you?
2: Hey Johnny, I am doing great. Uh Love feeling it. Good, energized, ready to go. Uh, go at it and answer as many questions as possible. So uh, let's go, guys. I know you have them. I've been answering them all day, all week. Uh, for a long time. So let's talk about whatever it is that you have problems with, whether it's vaccines and ultimatums, whether it's you losing your job, being suspended, put on leave. Maybe you're on a temporary layoff. Maybe you have a severance package in front of you and you want to make some sense out of it. I know there's a lot of questions, you know, federal government implemented or announced a mandate today with respect to vaccines. You want to know what that means for you? You can always reach out to me at the office anytime so we can have a a private chat. We'll give you that information. Just a heads up for those contacting me at the office by phone or email. We've been getting so many calls that we're a bit behind in getting back to people. We will get back to everyone. We will get back to you. So no worries. You can reach out and, and should do so. But week that was, let me tell you about some situations that came across my desk. First one I'll tell you about, uh, I spoke actually uh, on a Monday this week with an individual who was just told that he was being suspended because, again, he didn't get vaccinated. He was mm-hmm. actually being put on an unpaid leave. So he asked his employer, well, how long am I going to be on this leave for? His employer said, we don't know, We'll we'll, we'll see. So his question to me when he called me was, How long can they keep me on this leave of absence? It's an unpaid leave. How long can they do this to me? So here's the answer. The answer is that they don't have a right to put them on a leave of absence to begin with. So it's not a question of how long they can be and they can keep them on because they didn't have a right to do that at all. An employer does not have a right to put you on an unpaid leave of absence. That's what we call a constructive dismissal. Obviously it's a big change, it's just significant change to the terms of your employment. So your employer no cannot do that, even if it's because of the vaccine. The only exception would be a situation where there's a government mandate that essentially ties the employer's hands. But if that's not the case, they don't have a right to put you on a leave of absence. He can treat that as a constructive dismissal. Now there's a number of reasons he'd want to do that beyond just the obvious that you know he wants to get paid is on this unpaid leave of absence he's not even going to qualify for ei so the best way to deal with that is to get him compensation get him severance get him qualified for ei and deal with it that way so if you're in that situation now you know now you know what you can do about it same thing by the way if you're on a temporary layoff, the same thing it's not about how long you can be on a layoff; it's the fact that your employer can't or shouldn't put you on a layoff. To begin with, yeah. if you are find yourself off work, suspended, on a leave, not getting paid, you know what to do, reach out to me.
1: Another matter coming up, but always the phone calls are top priority, always. Reg, thank you for uh, thank you for calling in tonight. How are you? Uh, not too bad. How are you? Good stuff. Uh, thanks for taking the time tonight. So what's on your mind, pal?
3: Uh, about a year ago, my company was purchased by another company. Um, the names say the same. Um but uh, management stayed the same pretty much, and they promised everything was going to stay the same. But um, slowly, things are starting to change. And one of the things they just did recently is they they changed their benefit plan, our plan that we had with our other company is, is out the window, and uh, they brought in their package that their other company people have, which is not nearly as good as uh, what we had, and. Um, The other thing they did as well is uh, all the other companies got a raise, and we didn't because we make more than them. Uh, So they're trying to bring them up to us as opposed to, I guess, cutting our wages. Um, I'm just curious, like, by taking our benefits away and giving us a lower package, would that be considered a constructive dismissal?
2: It's, it's a great question, Reg, and the answer is probably not. And you know, certainly if they took your benefits, if they said from now on you don't have benefits, yeah, then that, that we'd be talking constructive dismissal for sure. But if it's one of those things where you know you used to have $250 for glasses, now you have $175, yeah, it, it's not as good a plan. Yeah, of course, you're not going to be happy about it, neither would I, but it still doesn't rise to the level of a constructive dismissal. So probably not enough unless, you know, you're in a situation where you effectively don't have benefits anymore. So probably not that, Reg. But when, they,
3: when everything's added up, like no raise, um, you know, I can't think of everything right now, but there's well, four or five things now that they've changed financially Honest, One thing doesn't make a big deal, but when you add everything together, you, you might have 10 grand into the year that you're short. Um, well, no, then you know I mean? we certainly
2: need to talk about that. Keep in mind, Reg, there's no legal obligation to give a raise, right? So the fact that they didn't give you a raise, but they give other people raises, that in and of itself is not a is not a legal issue. Uh, there's no legal requirement that they give you a raise, even if they should. So if they did other impose other changes that that impact you financially, that reduce your pay. Then potentially yes, absolutely. We'd have to add it up and and see how they've implemented it and when they implemented it, and that together they may be a constructive dismissal. So the benefits okay. on their own, no, uh, and again, no raise, not really a legal issue. But potentially, if there's more, happy to chat with you and see if we can uh, if we can get there.
3: Well, what if they stop contributing to our pension? That's that's been talked about that, that- as well.
2: That could be significant, absolutely. I, I'd obviously okay. want to understand what the pension was before, how much they were contributing, and how that's going to impact you. But pension can be huge because, over time, that could cost you a lot of money. So, yeah, whenever we're coming, we're talking about that type of change, yeah, now we're, we're starting to really sense that constructive dismissal, for sure. Okay, thank you very much.
1: Thanks, right Appreciate the time and the call. Here's how you reach out uh, further. Talk to Leon and his team. Yep, one 5900 just that simple, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Richard, thank you for hanging on patiently. How are you? Thank you. How are you? You bet. Loving it. What's, uh, what's, uh, what's going on with you tonight? What's your concern? So
4: uh, I work for the federal government uh, and I'm eligible for uh, retirement uh, at this stage of my career. Um, i'm unvaccinated and uh, with the announcement today uh, that all uh, federal employees have to be vaccinated by the 29th of october or else uh, they will put on uh, unpaid leave uh, i'm uh, i'm wondering if uh, how long will be that unpaid leave and uh, how would i actually because i'm not planning on getting vaccinated anytime soon uh, how that I, that i actually could uh, this turn into a um, being laid off or let go with a severance package is the unpaid leave is the end to it uh, is it indefinite uh, that's my question
2: mm-hmm. so so richard i take it that you actually work for the government
4: yes i'm an employee of and the government are you part government. of a
2: union yes are you are you part of a union you are yes yes i am okay so the question has to be posed to the union uh, ultimately, in terms of how long it's going to be based on how long th- this mandate is in place uh, un- until the mandate doesn't exist anymore. Maybe it's a month, maybe it's a year, uh, maybe it's something different. You generally do not get severance if you, if you leave or you retire, but you need to talk to your uh, union as to what your options are, if there are any options. Certainly, if you qualify for early retirement, you can always take that early retirement, but there's no opportunity to get severance. First of all, also unionized employees don't really get severance. So best advice is talk to your union to see what your options are here, uh, but we it's impossible to, to say how long this federal government mandate will be in place. It's until they, they get rid of it, and there's no way of knowing. Actually,
4: sorry, uh, in our collective agreement, there's a clause that says that if you are laid off, uh, for each uh, year of uh, work, you get one week. For the first year, you get two weeks of pay, and so on and so forth. So uh, I thought that that Correct. would be uh, the scenario that I would fall under. It. They say, okay, well, you don't want to. Get no, paid. That, that,
2: we are laying off. That wouldn't apply. But keep in mind, an employer can only lay off empl- uh, unionized employees based on seniority. So if you're if you've been there a while, that that wouldn't apply to you anyway. You you can't just be laid off in a non-union environment. You can. So that's why I said you not have to talk to your union the uh, I'm not
4: Even if I'm sorry I for talking with I meet
2: the requirements
4: vaccination
2: That means that you'll you'll be put on an unpaid leave that's very different that means that you still are an employee on an unpaid leave potentially kind of frozen and frozen in that employment position not not a good place to be in uh, but again you have to talk to your union to see what your options are
1: Appreciate the call. Richard, going to move on and let you go. Stand by, Agnes. I see you there. Employment Law Show. This is Global News Radio.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio.
1: and hey, welcome back to the show. Good to have you along uh, this evening to contact Lior Samfiru and his team. Samfiru to mark and LLP confidentially, email help at employmentlawyer.ca, you bet, or one 821 5900 You can also go to employmentlawyer.ca for more information, get the advice you need, compensation you deserve. They have helped tens of thousands of people continue to do so across this country, so reaching out would be a, would be a good move for you uh, as well. Agnes, thank you for standing by. You're on the show. How are you?
5: I'm good.
1: How are you today? Fantastic. What's on your mind?
5: Well, I just, uh, I was let go today without any notice. And I shortly after that, I received my letter. And I just want to know where I stand because they're putting a very short time limit that if I don't find what they're offering me, uh, that they're not going to pay me up the amount that they're talking about. So... I just want to understand it's like, is there a time limit? If they send me some kind of offer.
2: So they they may have given you, I don't know, a few days, let's say five days. Your legal rights don't, don't expire in five days. Your legal rights don't expire for two years. So that deadline is meaningless, but let's not talk hypothetically. Let's talk actual reality. So let's break this down a bit. Agnes, how long did you work there for? Uh, Over three years, almost. Over three. Okay. And and, uh, how old are you and what kind of a job were you doing?
5: Um, uh,
2: I'm 49 and
5: I was a manager of um, accounts receivable.
2: So you'd be looking potentially five to six months of severance, five to six months of pay. What have they offered you? Uh, 11 weeks. 11 weeks. So let's call that... uh, well, it's under three months. Three months is 13 weeks. So it's called it two and a half months. So yeah. that's half of what you're owed, maybe slightly less than half of what you're owed. So now you know that this is not a good offer, not even close to being a good offer. So because of that, there's no need, reason, or, or any motive for you to just sign this. What I want you to do is I want you to connect with me off air. We'll help you get the proper severance. Often a letter from us is all that's going to be needed To make that happen you know five months instead of two and a half is a big difference Uh, you know it's not easy right now to find a job for various reasons so you want to give yourself as much time as possible that's what the severance is designed to do so uh, that's that's what you have to do if you sign this there's nothing you can do you're you're, you're stuck so let's connect let me help you do what I do
5: oh you have no idea how I'm glad you what you just said and I really appreciate it
1: no Agnes problem. says, uh, that's why we do the show for just that reaction. I'm going to give you some information here to uh, to reach out, one 821 5900 Again, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Agnes, just that simple. In the meantime, let's get into this. Love these. The worst times for an employer to terminate an employee. I know a lot of this is going to circulate about what we're currently in. In fact, The first one you gave me is this, when the employer is struggling financially but still decides to let an employee go because the employee did not vaccinate.
2: So let me tell you why I say this is one of the worst times. So a lot of employers (laughs) right now are struggling financially, right? It's not a a shock. You know, the the pandemic has hit many companies very difficult in in a a very major way. So I speak all the time with employers that have struggled financially. Well, if you're struggling financially and now you're going to terminate employees Uh, for whatever reasons, let's say because they're not vaccinated, well, you're just incurring another significant liability. Not a good time to do that if you're struggling financially. And the reason for that is a lot of employers may think, well, I can just let them go without compensation. No, 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 you can't. Unless there's a government mandate that dictates that you have to let an employee go. If you let an employee go because they're not vaccinated, regardless of what you may think of their reasons, or, may, or I may think of their reason, mm. you still have to pay them severance, potentially other damages as well. So if you're already struggling and you know out of your 20 employees, three are not, or four or five are not, and you have to let them go with compensation, that may be just what happens to put you under. So not a good time. You really have to think, are you prepared to take that liability? Obviously, every employer is going to make their decisions, but you have to keep in mind, there is that financial liability.
1: Another terrible time—the worst time—when an employer asks about taking a uh, employee, rather asks about taking a disability leave, or comes back from a disability leave
2: and they get let go. Wow! And and gosh, you know, I don't know that anyone like is going to struggle to say that that's just not right. But I can't tell you how many times I've seen that where an employee is telling an employer, listen, I, I'm struggling with my health, I'm speaking to my doctor, I may have to go off, and then guess, guess what, a couple of days later, they're just let go. Or an employee is trying to come back from a leave and the employer just lets them go. That is a bad time because it's illegal. You cannot let someone go because they have a serious medical condition. You can't let someone go because they're going to take a disability leave. I understand as an employer, it may interfere with your operations, I get it, but we have laws, and the laws say you cannot let someone go, even if part of the reason, even if part of the reason is the fact that that employee is taking a leave, will take a leave, has taken a leave, is trying to come back from one, Mm -hmm. it's illegal. So not only will you have to pay severance, we know that, but you're going to also have to pay human rights damages. Severance may be even more than usual because the employee may take longer to find another job if they have a health issue, so, very bad idea. One of the worst times for sure to terminate someone is when there's a disability leave at play.
1: The worst times for an employer to terminate an employee when an employee raises harassment allegations against a boss or a co-worker, and they're out. That's not cool.
2: Yeah, so, you know, Bob uh, raised harassment allegations. He mentioned that he's being harassed and mistreated, so let's let him go. No, my God, no, no, no. The law here is very, very clear. An employer cannot punish or penalize an employee in any way for raising harassment issues, for saying that they're being mistreated or bullied or, you know, in a poisoned work environment. Not only can they not be let go, an employer has to investigate this in good faith and seriously and take all measures to rectify the situation. But even if it's determined that this wasn't harassment, that this employee was, you know, overblowing things and, and, you know, was not... uh, Uh, completely correct you still can't let them go because of it an employee that raises harassment allegations is protected and letting someone go is called a reprisal it's illegal so very bad time to do that very bad situation instead of punishing the employee letting them go investigate it take it seriously listen to them ask questions of others can you corroborate it and ultimately, make sure that whatever the situation was gets fixed, so it doesn't happen again.
1: Another worst time for an employer to terminate an employee right after you reduce the employee's compensation or get him to sign a new contract of employment. Wow, I'm trying to hide behind that one.
2: Yeah, so an employer may say, "Wait a second, I know how to save a bunch of money on severance. <laughs> let's just let uh, let's reduce their pay and then let them go." We can just pay them severance based on the new salary or I know what to do. Let's get them to sign a contract now that limits their severance and they'll turn around and then say, aha, gotcha. Now we can let you go and save a bunch of money. No, can't do that. That's called acting in bad faith. And our laws don't look very kindly on that. So if you're trying to save money with, you know, less than uh, uh, correct ways, less than honest ways by, by playing these games, Not only are you not going to save money, you're going to have to pay more money. You're going to have to pay various other damages to that employee. So it's never a good strategy, never a good idea to to play these games. Don't let someone go after you've reduced their pay. A major retailer, by the way, tried to do that. I'm not going to name them. Uh, About a year ago, in 2020, uh, where they reduced employees' pay, and then said oh now we're letting you go and by the way your severance is going to be based on this new pay because that's your new pay doesn't work that way not even close that that big retailer was kind of shamed once that became public knowledge uh so very bad idea to do that
1: working down our list here of the worst times for an employer to terminate an employee and we'll call this one the clark griswold and that is right before an employee is due a large bonus or commission payment not only not give it to them even worse you
2: got let go how about that so that flows from the previous point I said. Yep. So you owe someone a, a, a big amount of money. Maybe it's a big commission check, a big bonus check. Yeah, the Clark Griswold example. And you say, wow, I don't want to pay that. So I know what to do. I'll let them go. Well, the reason why that's bad, well, first of all, it's, it's a really bad way to operate. It's it's just not not right. But you're not going to actually save any money. You're still going to have to pay that bonus because it's going to be obvious what you did. And as I said before, you're going to have to pay other damages as well. Yeah. So not only are you not saving money, you're going to have to pay more money. So definitely a bad time. One of the worst times to let someone go is to try to save money right before you actually owe them and have to pay them that money.
1: Esco, thank you for standing by. Thank you for taking the time tonight. How are you? You got no Esco there? Nope. No uh, Esco? Am I? Am I on hold? Has he got me on hold?
2: I no, think we're he's got get me right on hold. back to you, Johnny. Just, just <laughs> That's hang <in> right.
1: There. <laughs> we'll hang it. Hopefully, he comes back. Uh, let's talk to uh, talk to Jessica. Hi, Jessica. How are you?
2: I'm good, thank
5: you. How are you?
1: Good. I'm just uh, you and I are here. We're waiting for Lior to reconnect with us. He, uh, he he just ran out of the room for a second. What's going on with you?
5: Well, I just I just wanted to know is um, uh, if someone has worked for the federal government like myself and um, and it uh, goes off on sick leave for medical, like, medical reasons. Um, and then, uh, like two years um, on leave without pay, and I, you know, you accumulate all, all this debt because you got to pay it back. Um, and then when, when it's time for you to return after the two years have expired, um, you are given uh, a letter from the employer saying, you know, you either quit or you retire medically or or we don't have a position for you and there's no accommodation given um is that legal as well even though i'm unionized
2: so jessica you really have to talk to your union because it's not legal okay it's not but the only one that can do something about that is your union your employer has to accommodate they have to make all possible efforts to accommodate uh and and it's very difficult to meet that that standard so you have to talk to your union, and you have to push them to do something about it. It's easy for me to say it's not legal, but I can't help you. Uh, no one can, other than the union.
5: But if the union um, didn't give you the the important information, you know, and they said the best thing to do is that you retire medically, even though you didn't want to retire and uh, other staff members were given the option of, of, of staying long enough on sick leave, on leave without pay, until they got 35 years of service so they could get their full pension. Mm-hmm. And and if one is not given that opportunity, and the union is saying, well, it's rare so fair, it's been two years. I, 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 I hear
2: you, Jessica, completely, but one of the problems, probably the biggest problem of being part of a union, is that the union is the only one that could do something. So if they're saying we're not going to do something, it's kind of your. There's really nothing else that you can do. You're 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 out of option. That's the unfortunate thing.
1: Let's move down to uh, to Jessica uh, Jane Rudder. Hi, Jane. Thank you for hanging on. Good evening.
5: Hi. How are you?
1: Great. What's uh, what's on your mind?
5: Um. Yeah, I'm with a, a company for 34 years. Wow. I'm a a manager. Um. The work I do is. Is technical. It's uh, basically digging through, trying to understand why things happen, fixing them um, along that line. I've been doing this for a long time. Now it looks as though we're heading towards a help desk format where there's going to be timelines, I think, implemented in. It's pretty tough to have a timeline on something when you can't even figure out what the problem is and it takes weeks to fix. So I'm wondering if this is a change in my working conditions and if if this is constructive dismissal.
2: Well, it may well be. It really does depend on how the company is going to treat it. You can only do your job to the best of your ability. So if they're imposing timelines and you can't meet them, then you're going to do your best. And if they're going to have a problem with that, they'll have to deal with it. So it's really – you don't really need to worry about that so much because they're not going to have the ability to terminate you for cause if what they're asking of you is not reasonable. As long as your pay is not being changed, your hours are not being changed, I don't think you need to worry about it too much. Ultimately, if they feel you're not doing a good job, they can let you go. And then it's just a regular dismissal instead of a constructive dismissal. On the other hand, if if it's the work environment that's being impacted or your hours of work, then we may be talking about a constructive dismissal. Beyond that, you just do your job to the best of your ability. Okay, cool. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Jane. Appreciate that. And after 34 years, we know what that severance amount uh, would be. It would be right up there. So, you know, like you said, she's probably has very little to worry about it uh, at this point. Let's try this again. Esco, how are you?
6: Okay, how are you? Um, did you put
1: me on hold? You put me on hold. That's go.
6: Uh, like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Go ahead.
6: All right. Hi, Mister. Leon Amirson-Pior. It'd be great to have you there on the weekend at Queen's Park to teach us about our motor rights. Because did we lose them? Now, right. with regards to – because ignorance of the law is not a defense, remember? 101, right? Now, with regards to – that's for Mr. Leerson, for, uh With regards to uh, university students, now, I want to know if, it, if it's considered employment if, A, they're getting paid by credit, B, by and I guess, uh, stipend, or C um, – uh, what was I going to say? Uh, okay, I guess those are the only two options. I'm moving very quickly here. Um now, if that's, if that's considered employment, I'll, I'll proceed. You can tell me, then what you think, all right? Um, I know a person who's in a university. So if someone's in a university and they've been ahead of, I believe, it's a psych, psych, psych study or... A,
2: okay, what, 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 what's your question, So I'm still not sure I understand you know,
6: what you're asking me. They've brought forth a medical defense to their institution in which she, the person was threatened, the student was threatened that they would lose all their years of research on, on this study, And I guess not be able to come to school if they don't take the job. Despite having the medical defense from the doctor in writing with the letterhead, this person was still uh, threatened and told we don't respect that. For lack of better terms, I'm just uh, I'm not surmising. I'm um, I'm just uh,
2: if in fact that person had a, a legitimate doctor's note. From a doctor, you know, like a medical uh, a, a physician, not uh, you know, not a chiropractor uh, or a psychologist, you know, from, from a, a medical doctor that said that for medical reasons he cannot get the the vaccine, then his employer or, or even doesn't matter if it's an employer, even if it's a, a contracting situation, the university has to find a way to accommodate, and there's gonna be ways, and if they don't, that's a human rights violation. So if that person indeed has a doctor's note and the university says, we don't care, we don't we don't know what these doctors are saying, then that person needs to contact me right away. I doubt somehow that's the case. Okay, a university is probably not going to do that, but again, that's certainly possible. If that is the case, that person should reach out to me right away.
1: I'll get to a few more of these before we, uh, we wrap up uh, for the evening. The worst times for an employer to terminate an employee when the employee makes inquiries about, oh, I don't know, overtime, vacation pay, all that stuff.
2: Yeah. And you're, an, as an employee, you have a right to ask these questions. If you maybe feel you haven't been paid properly in your on your vacation pay or your overtime wasn't paid, or maybe it wasn't calculated appropriately. Maybe you're sure. Maybe you're not sure. You're going to ask the question or maybe you say, I know I didn't get paid. You have to get paid, give me my overtime. Your employer cannot respond by saying, hey, you, you jerk you. We're going to let you go. That is illegal. That's, again, we call that a reprisal. You have a right to inquire about your rights, to demand your rights, and even if it turns out that you were wrong, you said you have to pay me overtime, and you were wrong. You actually weren't owed overtime. You miscalculated. Despite the fact that you were wrong, your employer cannot legally let you go. They can't. You have a right to ask questions. The whole point of our our employment law legal system is an employee can ask questions and not feel intimidated, not feel coerced and not feel like they're going to be punished if they're standing up for their rights. So you can ask those questions. Uh, If your employer does anything to you in that situation, that's a big no-no. You really have to give me a call.
1: The worst time for an employer to drop an employee, that is when the employee announces pregnancy or comes back from maternity leave. That's a big one.
2: It is a big one. And Uh. despite the fact that here we are in the year 2021, this still happens. Uh, And... An employer cannot, cannot, and I, I guess I feel si- silly even saying this, but mm. an employer cannot let an employee go or punish them in any way because they're pregnant, taking a, a pregnancy leave, uh, want to take their full leave, or wanting to come back from a leave. And by the way, same thing applies for for fathers that are taking parental leave. Th- that cannot be. A laws protect them. Human rights laws protect them. Employment standards laws protect them. Common law protects them. So that is a big, big no-no. The law doesn't take to that very uh, very yeah. kindly. So if you are let go, even in part because you're going to take a parental leave, yeah, let's have a chat.
1: Hey, Ryan, we got a minute or two to uh, to get you on air. How are you? What's your question?
2: Hi, my question is, uh,
1: being a federal employee, I am going to have to take the vaccine. I'm not really
3: willing to take the vaccine, but I'm not willing to lose my job. What I'm curious about is if I
1: put in a personal statement onto my personnel file that should down the road something happen, will I be covered for cause to take action?
2: No. There is not no ability to take action uh, against your uh, employer. But you may actually be, because you work for the government, but irrespective of that, you may be able to take uh, action against the government who approved the vaccine if later on it turns out that they approved the vaccine that wasn't safe you can do that. But as against an employer. Generally, the employer is not liable in these situations. And there's nothing that really you can do. I've heard many people creating these liability forms, waste of time. And there's really nothing that you can put in your your file, in your employee file to change that. If it turns out that you suffered something, and it's because the government didn't do its job in properly vetting the vaccine, yeah, there may well be a, a case against the government, but only in that situation.
3: Perfect.
1: Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate it. You want any more information? one 821 We'll wrap it with a quick email from uh, Janet. It says, hey, or my employer let me go because they say I don't work fast enough. I've never had any complaints before. Did they
2: have the right to do this? Yes, an employer can let you go if they think you're not doing a good job, but, and this is the big one, they have to pay you severance. Mm-hmm. The fact that they think right or wrong that you're not doing a good job does not mean they can avoid paying you severance. Now, keep in mind, though, if they think that your lack of performance is something to do with your age, for example, well, no, that becomes age discrimination. So either way, you cannot be let go for supposedly bad performance without compensation unless what you did is terrible, you've received many warnings. That's just not going to be possible.
1: And that takes time for that employer to build a case, right?
2: Absolutely. The employer doesn't get from nothing to a termination Uh, for cause just like that. They have to put in the time, provide warnings, uh, tell the employee, here's what's going to happen if you don't do uh, better, you'll lose your job. Mm -hmm. It's then and only then, usually we have to have a few warnings, only then can the employer consider terminating for cause.
1: And that is it for another evening. You want to reach out, you have more questions about COVID, especially after uh, today's announcement, COVIDrights.ca. Other than that, you got a few different options, 1-855-821-5900 to call toll-free, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And it's like having a lawyer on your phone and desktop at all times, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. We'll catch you next time on the weekend. Employment Law Show, of course. Stick around, though, coming right back on point. Our pal Alex Pearson continues on uh, Global News Radio.